again, welcome to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Welcome this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we are truly appreciative of you taking the time to tune in and listen to our program. We know how valuable your time is, and we're just very, very thankful uh, for you to, to tune in. Uh, additionally, thank uh, all of you who respond by email with your questions and especially with your encouragements. Um, between those two things, it's really uplifting to hear your voice in knowing that what we're doing here week after week, you are appreciating. It is, it is having an effect of your life in the most positive way. And uh, always as the, as the goal, as I've shared with you over and over again here at Saturday Morning with Dan Brown, is, is the beginning. Is, is to encourage you to not just listen to the program and then go on your merry way and forget about whatever was said, but hopefully take what was said and use it as the impetus to search and seek deeper. Seek your Savior with all the intimacy that Jesus offers us, his descriptions of how close we are, so close as a husband and wife. As a bride and a bridegroom, that's how we're, that is so intimate. But I will tell you that the intimacy that we share with Jesus Christ is even so much deeper than a husband and wife because he dwells within us. As much as we hope to, to be together, and the Bible says even the man and woman become one, uh, yes, they do. Uh, but the intimacy level is is not the same or even close to the same as what our intimate relationship is with the creator of the universe. So my question to you today in the name of the program is, are you discouraged or are you devoted? And so there's a scripture in Luke 18, 22 and 23. I'll paraphrase a little bit of it. But the, this is where Jesus, I believe, encounters uh, the rich man. And this is an interesting uh, text to read because there's a lot of things that you can glean from this very simple conversation. And Jesus said to him, Luke 18, 22 and 23, you still lack one thing. Sell all that you have. Come, follow me. But when he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. Now, thinking about this, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard our Savior, our Master, uh, have you ever read or, or, or something that he said, uh, did it sound very difficult to you? I think that's a legitimate question of all believers. Have, have anything that, the, that Jesus has said to us, and remember, these inspired scriptures are for all generations, not only for those that it was written to back in those uh, ancient times, but to this very day and to those still to come not yet born in the future. Until the fulfillment of all the scriptures, uh, when the kingdom of God is completely established on heaven and earth. So my question to you, again, have you ever heard our master say something very difficult? And I'm going to tell you, if you say to me, or in your heart, I haven't, 
Um, I question then. I question then whether you've ever actually heard him say anything at all. Seriously, heard it. That doesn't mean you haven't listened, but whether it actually penetrated. Um, because Jesus says a tremendous amount to us uh, from olden times in the scriptures and in our present time, since the Holy Spirit uh, was uh, uh, given to the apostles in that most important and powerful way, and to all of us who believe ever since, right? Um, my question is, um, Jesus says a tremendous amount to us uh, that we listen to, but we don't actually hear. Ooh, damn. And I'm telling you, once we do hear, his words can appear to be harsh and unyielding. But there is a purpose behind that. He, he, he is there on our behalf to help us overcome sin, to begin to change and develop in a way uh, to be more Christ-like daily uh, and to be improving through our lives since we accept salvation. So it is a process. Um, that doesn't mean we're not receive salvation right away when we accept the blood. But are we changing in an instant or are we changing gradually through experiences and learnings and chastisements and troubles? Yes, we are learning through those things. That is an education. Now, what I want to tell you is, is that Jesus did not show the least concern that this rich young ruler should do what he told him. Nor did Jesus make any attempt to keep the man with him. He wasn't begging him. He was, oh, please, please, please. This isn't what Jesus was doing. <clears throat> Excuse me. He simply spoke the strictest words. And I'll tell you, our Lord and Savior never pleaded with him. He never tried to lure him. No, he simply spoke the strictest and truest of words that a human ears have ever heard. And then he left him alone. Now, my, my question to me is, have I ever heard Jesus say something difficult and unyielding to me? And um, he has said something personally to me, which I have deliberately listened. Uh, not something that I can explain for the sake of others, but something that I've heard him say directly to me. And, and, and always, if you're functioning and being led by the Holy Spirit, you are constantly hearing God's voice and direction to you. If you maintain that intimate relationship, it's so strict. And I will tell you, uh, this man understood what Jesus said. He didn't have to contemplate it or go away and come back later. He completely understood what Jesus said to him. He heard our Savior's voice clearly. Clearly he did. And he realized the full impact of its meaning, uh, you know, of its meaning, what it meant to him deep in his heart. Uh, because I will tell you, it broke his heart. And, but why did he, why did it break his heart? Now, the interesting thing in this young man, that doesn't mean that maybe sometime in the future, this young man didn't rethink his priorities. 
didn't rethink. But at this moment that Jesus shares this insight about this individual, um, I would say he didn't go away a defiant person. You don't see that in his demeanor. You don't feel that from the text. But what happened was, was as he left as one who was what? Sorrowful and discouraged. So interesting, right? He had come to Jesus with fire, with zeal. He came to Jesus with determination. How many people do we see coming that way? But the words of our Savior Jesus Christ simply frozen, froze him in his tracks. And instead of producing enthusiastic, uh, enthusiastic devotion to Jesus, it produced heartbreaking discouragement. That's why the title of today's program is, Are You Discouraged or Devoted? And so this ties way back into our previous programs of are you condemned or convicted? You know, the, 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 these two uh, weights that we weigh so heavily on us as we deal and think about what we are presented to by our Savior in our walk with Christ can send us in either of these directions. So it's very, very, very important. But again, the words that Jesus spoke simply froze him. And instead of producing enthusiastic devotion to Jesus, they produced heartbreaking discouragement. Now, here's the important thing to understand. Jesus did not go after him. This is not like the leaving the 99 to get the one. You'll see some comparisons in here. So every scripture is not every case for every individual. There are so many reasons that people leave. There are things when they're broken that they'll return later. Much like Peter. Peter went away condemning himself. And But Jesus' eyes, when they locked eyes on each other, as Jesus was being uh, questioned and whooped by the authorities, Peter felt common condemnation while Jesus was allowing Peter to feel conviction. But it took time for Peter to feel that instead of condemning himself. As who did? Judas. Let the condemnation take him so far to the wrong way and end his life. But very sad. Very, very sad. Um, but again, Jesus didn't go after him. He let him go. And so our Lord knows perfectly well. Um, he knows perfectly well that once his words are truly heard, uh, it will bear fruit sooner or later. And more than likely, I would imagine that's why Jesus did not go after this individual. Jesus knowing the beginning from the end about uh, what's happening in people's lives so often, I believe saw in this young man that after some time of, of contemplation and really processing Jesus' words and long, probably came to the conclusion that the wealth was meaningless. And going and following Jesus was the true value of eternity. So uh, I want you to process that. I, I think it's uh, interesting to read and see that and how that can relate to all of our lives. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be right back after this short break. Stay tuned. 
So what is Talk With a Purpose? It's a lively, informative, number one rated talk show on Saturday morning. Hi, this is John DeMassey. Join me and my guests every Saturday from 9 a.m. till noon for Talk With a Purpose, heard right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And if you miss it on Saturday, we replay it on Sunday from 5 until 8 p.m. Don't miss Talk With a Purpose, Saturday and Sunday, right here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5, South Jersey's talk station. Tuckahoe Bike Shop has five locations in Atlantic and Cape May counties. Looking for their new Northfield location? Find them in the Tilton Shopping Center by the movie theater on Tilton Road. Carrying a wide selection of beach cruisers, mountain, road, and electric bikes. Visit TuckahoeBikeShop.com. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio. 95.5. Again, thank you for joining us this fine Saturday morning. And as always, we truly appreciate you taking the time, tuning in, and listening to our program. Again, uh, many of you know that if you have any questions, or maybe this is your first time listening to the program, but if you have some questions that uh, you might like answered, or maybe a particular subject that you'd like to hear talked about into the future, um, or something from the past that you've heard, uh, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you would like a free Bible, please, please, please send me your name and your address. And I commit to you that I will only use that information to send you that free Bible. And my prayer and hope would be that you would wear out those pages. And again, thank you for tuning in. And listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, our program's title today is Discouraged or Devoted. And we've been talking about the the text where Jesus talks about the rich young man who had believed that he had done everything in his power uh, to honor God. And that, uh, you know, he went down the litany of lists to Jesus that I did this, I did this, I did this, I did this. And Jesus said to him in Luke 18, 22, um, one small sentence, sell all that you have and come follow me. And when he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. So all the things that he had believed he was doing in honoring God and putting God first, his material earthly things of wealth overwhelmed him uh, and, and had a larger place in his life than following the creator of the world, the man who through salvation was coming upon his death on the cross Salvation to was available, made available to all of humanity. And so this crushed this young man, as we've been talking about in the uh, first segment. And so just a little uh, reminder of what we we're talking about in the first segment. It's interesting to note here that Jesus did not go after him, but let him go. And again, this is because our Lord knows perfectly well uh, that once Uh, His words are truly heard into this young man's heart. Um, 
I believe that Jesus understood and knew uh, that it would bear fruit sooner or later because the young man was so intent on showing Jesus where he was in his walk of faith, where he was in honoring God. And the shock to the young man was is that he was not anywhere near where he thought he had been. Um, Now, what is so terrible is that some of us prevent Christ's words from bearing fruit in our present life when we're confronted with this, you know, and we, boom, we become discouraged when we say, oh, he's giving us an ultimatum uh, of, uh, of wealth or eternity. And we wrestle with the fact of these earthly comforts and what they provide. And the reality is, is that we need none of it because everything that we actually need is provided by God to us. And again, our Lord's prayer is a a simple prayer talking about God providing everything that is necessary within our lives. Everything that is needed before we could ever ask, God is providing what we need, not what we believe we need, (laughs) because the flesh tells us, my friends, we need all kinds of things. But the reality of it is the only thing that we need is that intimate relationship with the creator of the universe. That is what is crucial That is what should be paramount within the life of the faithful. And when we do that, then we found ourselves, we find ourselves being filled with the Holy Spirit as we should do and should be and can accomplish the things that honor God. And that should be the goal of our lives. This is what it all boils down to. The walk of faith is quite simple, and it's often made so complex and so contrary to what Jesus said that it is lost in the words of others who want to control us. And the only person that we want in our lives leading us, there is no man, there is no politician, there is no This is going to hurt. No church leader that stands between us and God. Only Jesus Christ. No one else. And so we get lost in these things. And people want to tell us, uh, you know, about wealth and about what we do and how we can multiply our wealth. The, The multiplying of the fruits are multiplied through obedience. That's what it's multiplied through, by obedience. God says, if you love me, Jesus repeated these words many times. If you love me, you will obey me. So obedience is tied directly to the production of showing that we love God. It is not only the words that roll off our lips. The word love is in action because when we put it in action, we're actually showing God how we love him by being obedient. So I just want to continue to encourage you in that way so that when we come across these things that we believe are so 
harsh and so difficult that the reality is, is what we're defending and what we're thinking is so difficult to give up is actually meaningless within our lives. And if wealth is necessary in something we're doing, God will provide a way for us to understand that. But when wealth is only about our comfort, I'm telling you, you're walking down the wrong path. And that's not my words. That's the words of our Savior. That's the direction that the Scripture leads us to understand, that the one true thing, the path to follow, is to seek the intimate relationship with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And in loving him, because we use that word love very loosely, because I hear people loving things, oh, I love this, I love that, I love this, I love that. And it kind of takes away the power of that word love in their lives, because you can't really love all those kinds of things in the way that you love your Savior. And so my hope is, is that you will put your obedience into action so that your love will be evident among those who are you're sharing the gospel with. Remember what Jesus said to Peter. Peter, do you love me? Peter said, Lord, you know I do. And he said, feed my sheep. So important in everything that we're doing. And again, Our Lord knows perfectly well that once his words are truly heard, heartfelt, deep, taken into our hearts, it is going to bear fruit sooner or later. And so I wonder what we'll say when we finally make up our minds to be devoted to him on that particular point. Think about that. Process that. Ponder that because one thing is certain. This is important for you to understand. This is a certainty you can count on every day of the week. He will never throw our past failures back into our face. That is so important. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And it's wonderful that you have tuned in this morning and listening to our program, Discouraged or Devoted. And so one of the other things that we can see here about this rich young ruler was that he went away from Jesus speechless with sorrow. He didn't have anything to say in response to Jesus's words. He had no doubt that what Jesus had said and what it had meant and what it produced in him was a sorrow with no words with which to respond. He became speechless because he understood that Jesus was exactly right. And my question to you today is, have you ever been there? Have you ever been there? I have. I'm not afraid to admit it, it you know, going down a path, and then I have the Lord push me gently to the, the other way and, and, and make it very evident that what I believed I was doing was not necessarily a work for him, more for me. And I needed to be focused on what I'm doing to honor God, his will, and not my own will. And that is, that is so crucial in our walk of faith. And so 
I would ask you, has God's word ever come to you pointing out an area in your life regarding you to yield to him? Think about that just for a minute. And hopefully you took the opportunity at that point where it was presented to you, um, you know, that maybe he pointed out certain personal qualities or desires or interests or even the possibility of relationships of your heart and mind so that, uh, you know, you've often been speechless with sorrow. We're going to take a short break. And again, you're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we're going to continue with this great subject of today. Mm, I love it. Discouraged or devoted. We'll be right back after this. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. I'm Karen McHugh. There's a court-imposed deadline ahead for the feds to argue what the public should and should not see of the document justifying the Mar-a-Lago raid upon its release. The U.S. Department of Justice has until this coming Thursday to propose redactions to the affidavit used in support of a search warrant carried out at Mar-a-Lago earlier this month. Lawyers for President Trump are advocating for a full and unredacted version of the affidavit to be released, but lawyers hired by the press are the ones who asked the court for the paperwork. The affidavit may contain names of informants who told FBI agents of supposed evidence held at the former president's home. Mr. Trump denies such things. Fox's Eben Brown. Tropical storm warnings are up for the lower Texas Gulf Coast. Forecasts say an offshore disturbance may intensify later today. America is listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy skies expected for today. We'll see a daytime high of 87. Tonight will be humid with increasing clouds and a low of 66. Tomorrow will be humid with times of clouds and sun. Tomorrow's high 84. Tomorrow night overcast. Couple of showers of a thunderstorm. Humid with a low of 68. Mostly cloudy Monday. Humid. Couple of thunderstorms at a high of 80. I'm AccuWeather's Drew Shannon on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Again, welcome back this Saturday morning. I cannot believe we are heading into the third segment of the day. My, oh my, time does fly. And, um, you know, when you're on a subject that is is just uh, uh, God lays on your heart for you to share, uh, the best thing you can do is get it out and share it because that is when you become where the Bible describes us as living waters flowing from within us. And that's what God wants to do in each one of our lives. He is not giving us these blessings and the Holy Spirit for us to hold it in and contain it within ourselves. He is giving it to us to share with everyone around us. And I mean everyone. Listen, so often we find ourselves only speaking to those who want to hear. We find ourselves in crowds of only people who want or groups who who enjoy listening to the scriptures, who enjoy uh, listening to hearing what we're saying. But that's not what Paul and Peter and the rest of the apostles did all the time. I'm not saying that's 
not something that we need to do amongst our brothers and sisters, absolutely, because when God lays us on our hearts and our souls and minds, these incredible things to share, oh my gosh, we need to share it with our brothers and sisters. But also, the apostles have found themselves in so many places where they were surrounded by haters. This is going to be a hard one for you. And I find myself sometimes in those places. But yet the word needs to be shared. Because in amongst those haters are those who are waiting, who are thirsting, whether they know it or not. They are dying and thirsting and dying from not having the ability to taste those living waters. And that is what you and I are there to do. And I want to share with you that sometimes at the rescue mission, when we have people coming in from all over the place, everywhere you can imagine people coming to the mission and every ethnicity, every faith, every religion, every background. But we're not shying away from sharing the gospel, but we're doing it much like the way that Peter and Paul did when they stepped into these arenas, into these halls, into these places where there were philosophers speaking, all these things. And what they did was they used all these different parts of the gospel, which are so many things that work on the heart of opening uh, people's hearts when it's about love, not condemnation. God is not sending you into the midst of a crowd to point your finger to tell everybody about their sin. We've been doing it long enough, brothers and sisters. I've heard it my whole life, my whole life. I've listened and I've listened and I've listened, and sometimes I try to balance it out, and I'm like, I'm hearing condemnation, but yet Jesus said, take the gospel, the good news, the good news of what? God's love. And when you start with love, because even the most hardened criminal loves his mother, there's some empathy within that person of loving his mother, a relative, as something, his cat or his dog. And so when you speak on the words of love, when it is love from the Father through the Son, through you to those you're sharing with, lives are moved. Lives are changed. I know you want to go out and tell everybody how much they're doing wrong, but you need to go out and tell them what God has done right. And what God has done right is proclaim through his son, this is what I've done for you, inhabitants of the earth, my creation. I sent my one and only son to lay down his life because I loved you so much, so that you could be reunited with me. And we, in turn, could have such an intimate relationship that I could share my love and show you what true love is. <clears throat> Tell me that's not incredible. And those are the places we need to begin to start when we're sharing within a group that is already looking at someone 
who is walking a life of faith. Well, I heard you're a bigot. You're prejudiced against this. You're prejudiced against that. You're prejudiced. I'm not prejudiced against anybody. I'm not a bigot against anybody. What I want to share with you is God's love for you. Me personally, I can't change your sin. You can't change my sin. But I can tell you what God has done for you on your behalf while you didn't even know him. That's what we share, brothers and sisters. God's love. Drive that home. Let that be the focus of your gospel, the gospel of love. And in God's relationship with those who we're sharing, regardless of what they're doing, he will help them understand that what they're doing is wrong. He will help them understand what it is in their lives that they need to change. If that wasn't the case, why would he give us parables and texts that said, take the log out of your own eye before you try to move the speck out of your brother's? These are simple things to understand. So focus on the gospel of love. You're not watering anything down. You're not changing anything. But you're not the judge and the jury. You've been blessed with the ability to take this wonderful seed that God has allowed us to go. He's allowed us to bear fruit and grow more fruit. And he's allowed us to take that seed and plant it. And when we do, the Holy Spirit can be make it and begin to make it grow, <clears throat> excuse me, within those who we've been able to share it with, who God has blessed us to be able to share this message of love with. And that's incredible. That's incredible, my friends. So here we have this young rich man, right? Devastated, devastated. And so remember, maybe God has pointed out certain personal qualities again, or desires or interests, or even possible relationships of our heart and our mind that have often left us speechless and with sorrow. I mean, I can say that's happened to me. The Lord will not go after you. There are many there are places where God goes. He talks about the parable of the sheep where he leaves the 99 to get the one. This is something different because there's different things for different people in different areas of where they are within their walk or within their lives. And so he's not going to plead with you. <coughs> Excuse me. He's not going to plead with you or beg you. But every time he meets you at the place where he has pointed, our Savior will simply repeat his word saying, if you really mean what you say, these are the conditions to come into the kingdom with me. Because there's conditions. Sin is not going to follow us in. There's important things that we need to set aside in order to, God, to honor God. And again, here's that quote from uh, Luke 18, 22, sell all you have. And these words can be very simple, but what's God saying? In other words, he's saying, rid yourself before God of everything that might be considered a possession until you are a mere conscious human being standing before him. And once you're in that position and you come to that conclusion and then give that 
to God. Ooh, because that's where the battles truly fought in the realm of your will before God. This is a subject that we've talked about a lot because so many of the faithful struggle with this. Well, God got me to here. God got me to there. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm going to ask for this uh, God's will today to do this instead of God's will continually 24-7 all the time. No other questions. Because that is where the battle is truly fought. And again, are you more devoted to the idea of what Jesus wants than to Jesus himself? This is another hard question that we've asked before. Because it's not about what he wants. It's about devoting completely ourselves to him so that intimate relationship can blossom. Because if so, you're likely to hear one of his harsh and unyielding statements that's going to produce sorrow in you. And so sometimes it seems as though Jesus says what he says is difficult. And it's only easy when it's heard by those who have his nature already working within them. So be so aware of allowing anything to soften those words of Jesus in convincing yourself, well, he didn't really mean it that way. I don't have to really give up all myself. It is surrender all, all of you, every part of you, to the will of God. You're listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And we'll be back right back for the last segment of the day. Stay tuned. God bless you. We'll be right back. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, Talk Radio 95. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And welcome back to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, We truly appreciate you taking the time and tuning in. If you have any questions about today's program or a program from the past or maybe something you'd like to hear uh, uh, talked about in the future, please contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. And if you'd like a free Bible, please send me your name and your address. I commit to you that I won't use your information for anything other than to send you a free Bible. Again, if you'd like a free Bible, contact me at Saturday morning, Dan Brown at yahoo.com. Yahoo.com. Yes. And uh, again, welcome back. Uh, it is a uh, a program that is uh, close to my heart today, entitled "Discouraged or Devoted," and uh, you know this, it kind of connects back with uh, uh, "Convicted or Condemned." You know, there's a there's a few things that when we are confronted with things and God is working in our lives, uh, so often uh, that confrontation can send us in two different directions, and one can be very hazardous to us. 
and the other can bring about change. Oh, that's a hard word for some people. But we're in the fourth segment of today, uh, fourth and final. And man, the time does go fast when you enjoy what you're doing. So again, the title of today's program, Discouraged or Devoted. And so we've been talking about uh, that scripture in Luke 18, the Gospel of Luke in the New Testament, and and that area where Jesus is having a, has a discussion with the young rich man who had come to him and basically said, I've done everything, you know, everything right uh, according to the, to the scriptures, it would have been to the Torah and whatever was uh, composed and comprised of the New Testament at the time. And of course, Jesus, you know, questioned him and and then gave him a very simple thing to do. And the end result of that was when he heard the words of Jesus, um, Jesus said, then sell all that, that you have and come follow me. And of course, when he heard this, he became very sorrowful for he was very rich. So all that he had thought he had accomplished, thought that he had done in his obedience to the laws, um, he, he became very clear. He would not have become sorrowful if it did not have become clear and was apparently, you know, become unclear um, that uh, he had fallen short by allowing his wealth to mean more to him than serving God in the appropriate way. So that's pretty much our program for today, our discussion of what we're, what we're talking about. So it, it's interesting that what Jesus said uh, it can be difficult. And it is difficult on purpose. Uh, not that Jesus says something difficult is we find the difficulty in it when we don't see that what he's telling us is something that we need to remove so that we can be all that we can be for him, so that we can follow him and do his will 100%. Anytime we are holding on to wealth, so often it relates to our own earthly comfort. And I'm not saying that's in every case. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that at all. But Jesus brings this to our attention uh, for a lot of very good reasons for us to see and understand. So, and when you're thinking about this, um, you need to beware of allowing anything to soften the words of Jesus, to tell you that, oh, he didn't really quite mean it that way. You know, no, that's not what he's really saying. I want to tell you, if anybody tells you anything other than those words of what they actually mean, they're not telling you the truth. And um, so seek that out in, 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 in prayer, prayer and through the Holy Spirit, uh, in your relationship with God, you know, Jesus said, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit, which is going to teach you all things. So you can rely on those words that if, if we follow Jesus' instructions as to who we should be, how we should be, and how we should conduct themselves, then we will be filled with the Holy Spirit and we will understand the things that we should do and we will understand the things that we shouldn't do. And so I can actually be so rich in my own poverty or in the awareness of the fact that I am nobody and that I'll never be a disciple of Jesus 
or I can be rich in the awareness that I am absolutely somebody um, and then I'll never be a disciple. And so the question remains here, am I willing to be destitute and poor even in my sense of awareness of my destitution and poverty? And if not, if you're okay with it, then why am I so discouraged about not needing earthly wealth? He promises that he's going to give me everything that I need daily for sustaining me. And so if God knows what I need daily to be to be sustained, uh, anything above and that that I would reach for of my own will is out of God's will, isn't it? Come on, let's be honest. Um, so, and if that's not the case, then why, why should I become discouraged? Discouragement is a disillusioned self-love. And self-love maybe love for my devotion to Jesus, but not for Jesus, but not love for Jesus himself. Yeah, that, 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 that uh, needs a minute to settle in, doesn't it? Because sometimes, and to, to make it a little simpler, I guess, is sometimes we can love the cause, but are we really loving the uh, and having that intimate relationship? Many people get excited about the cause. You're, you're getting excited about the personal relationship, the intimate relationship with the Savior. Crucial, crucial, crucial. Okay? Crucial, crucial, crucial. And so as we look closer, we need to understand this. God intends for us to live a, a well-rounded life in Christ. There's no, no questions about that. But there are times when that life is attacked from the outside. And then we tend to fall back. Oh, I, I hit a rough patch. Boom, something happened. I, I've been attacked. And so we can tend to fall back into self-examination, a habit a habit we thought was gone. And so self-awareness is the first thing that will upset the completeness of our life in God. And self-awareness, right, continually produces a sense of struggling and turmoil in our lives. Now, I'll tell you this. Self-awareness is not sin. And it can be produced by nervous emotions or suddenly being dropped into a totally new set of circumstances. But yet it is never God's will that we should be anything less but complete in him. And anything that disturbs our rest in him must be rectified at once. Think about that. And this is not rectified by being ignored, which we tend to do but only by coming to Jesus Christ. If we will come to him, asking him to produce Christ's awareness in us, not self-awareness, I'm telling you his promise is he will always do it until we finally learn to abide in him. How crucial is that? You see the difference between self-awareness, which we can get caught in that and, and can take us a step back. Like a one-two punch. We're like, oh, it startled me a bit. I see stars for a moment. But then instead of reaching into what? 
coming to Jesus Christ, we begin to make sure and begin self-examination instead of asking him to produce Christ awareness in us. Very crucial. So never allow anything that divides or destroy the oneness of your life with Christ to remain in your life without facing it. Be aware, please be aware of allowing influence of your friends or your circumstances, your circumstances to divide your life. It, once you begin to become divided, this is only going to zap your strength and slow your spiritual growth. This is not what you need. So this only serves, uh, you know, to just push you backwards. So be aware of anything that can split your oneness with him, causing you to see yourself somehow separate from him. Listen, what does Jesus say? His prayer is to his father is let them be one as you and I are one. One, one, oneness is Christ's prayer for us. So intimate is that relationship that when God looks at us, he sees the son. That's how powerful this is. He sees his son. So nothing is important to staying spiritually right. And the only solution, my friends, is a real simple one. Come to me. The intellectual, the moral, the moral and the spiritual death of our reality as a person is tested and measured by those words, my friends. Yet in every detail of our lives where we're found not to be real, we would rather dispute the findings than come to Jesus. Give it over surrender all to our Savior, Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Thank you, my friends. You've been listening to Saturday Morning with Dan Brown here on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. God bless you all. Take care.